This is the Full Port Podcast with Josh Howard and Nate Wyatt, brought to you by T.P. Howard's Plumbing. All right, hey, this is Nathan Wyatt this week, and there's nothing worse than a plumbing emergency. On this week's podcast, uh, we've got Jason McMinn, uh, our uh, head of special project division. Yep. And then uh, we got Jacob Howard in here with us this week. Josh is uh, out of town, so um, so we're going to start off with a good question for you. What's your morning routine, Jason? Uh, morning routine is it, it's pretty much nuts at the house. Um, two kids, four dogs. Okay. Everybody getting up. All one bathroom. One bathroom all yeah. at the same time. Yeah. All all kind of crashing together. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody everybody's fighting for the bathroom. Yeah. So it's, then trying to let dogs out, get dogs back in, and then the thirty minute commute to chaos. <laughs> so. Every week we always ask people, do you brush your teeth in the morning? Yes. Okay, good. That's like you're one of three or four. Right. That, that do that. <laughs> um, so you, you've been at TPH, you know, for 10 years. Um, what Or 12 years, actually. Yeah, June what, 14th. So, like, what's good? Like, what keeps you here? What, what motivates you each day to be here? I like the... Uh... The, the trial by fire, I guess. So you like a little bit of the chaos and kind of not yeah. exactly knowing the plan like every day. Yeah. And, and it's it's been that way with everything. Like, hey, for example, you know, I I had never done that before before I started here. Uh, it was either your dad or your brother. Like, hey, uh, we need help. Can you do, hey, I, I can drive a tractor. All right, come on. Yeah. So we have a plumbing company, but we also have a working <laughs> farm that we have to figure out how to make work also. So Yeah. And yeah, but you know, just like that on on, on everything, you know. Um the it's it's the challenge, it's it's the daily challenge, right. you know. Right. And I mean and you've been doing hay ever since I started here in two thousand eighteen. We do hay what twice a year? Uh this year we did twice. Most of the time sometimes just once. Yeah. But you're always the lead guy on that. It seems like, and, you, and you've trained the next generation too. Yeah, doing that. Yep. Yeah, Michael and Kane, my oldest son. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, Jason's uh, son works here, but uh, he's in the, the apprenticeship program that we're running. But uh, Jason also has one of the apprentices with him, uh, Seth. Right. Yeah, Seth. Yep. So he's bringing up, the, also helping us bring up kind of the next uh, the next generation yeah. of guys too. Cultivate so, a new crop. So, Jason, why do you come to work every day? What do you What do you come to work for? Not just yourself. Like, I mean, there's there's thousands of other jobs in Asheville that you know you're a certified certified pipe welder. You're a uh, you've been doing plumbing for twelve years. I mean, welding was your welding was your baby. You did HVAC before that. But like, why Why do you stick with TPH plumbing? Why do you come back every day? It's you know I. I've I've only been here, you know, ten years, but it's it feels like I've worked here my whole life. You know, I had family, you know, just on the other side of the hill, right there on Concord. But it's it, it it's it's y'all in this place. You know, it it's hard to describe. You know, you can you can see it. Yeah. You know, I mean. Well, and I mean, as far as what you do each each and every day, I mean, yes, you have like we, we give you a lot of different things to do, but as you do everything from weld pipe to, I mean, in the early, you know, when you first started, you made you made pipe racks for all our trucks. Yes. Um, yep. And then 
you also do like a lot of the stuff at the breweries yeah. that we that we do business with. Um, as far as breweries go, like what it, what's been one of your favorite you know either projects or like brewery that you've you know that you've worked at as far as like like most unique like consistent place like what's like the one one place that you know that you go there and like it's like your it's your place that you go and you know everyone and um I, i've got two uh burning blush and highland uh i like burning blush because that was that was the first one that you were like get ready because you're gonna have seven or eight trucks coming in get you a crane you know, get you fork trucks, get you good help, and you're you are going to set all this up, you know. And I, I didn't do you know I knew my I knew my stain was popping, um, I knew my process popping from a maintenance job that I had with my dad. But as far as the brewery stuff, that was all under your wing. Yeah, I mean, I, I started from the whole Highland. brewery kind of division for us. I mean, we do we work at quite a different breweries, but. When I came out of the field, we had to have somebody fill my place and to, to take over. My baby was Highland Brewing. Um, it takes a takes a special person to get in there and to 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 learn the ins and outs. But uh, that's a fun place to work. I like. We, we brought you in there, and Brock loves you, and you know, and you you roll right in there and help me out with everything you did. Tell tell us about when they had to change their spent grain tank. And what a spent grain tank is, they take the, they take the grain from where they, where they get the sugar water out of it in a sense, and then they, they spent the spent grain out into a tank and then our farmer picks it up for production, or yep. for, for animals. Yeah, so that one, the cone on the bottom had busted and had been patched a couple of times. And Ben, their, their maintenance guy now, um, he got us up there to, it was, I think it was 68 feet from the rail to the tank and they had to go up on a stand. So we had to get a crane up there and cut the other one off, lay it down with two cranes and then stand the other one back up and then, you know, pick it up uh, and then rerun the grain lines and the water lines to it. But yeah, that was, that was, that was a fun job. I mean, you've done about everything at Highland. You've done anything from their new event space to their, You've done their glycol piping. You did their new the new barrel room. system. You done their barrel room. You did their. You kind of <clears throat> you get to do everything there. You do the uh, you do everything from install the uh, new flush valves and faucets to uh, the most complicated jobs, which is re welding stainless pipe and yeah. dealing with tanks. I mean, and the George Fisher pipe. So like other other stuff we have you do. So most recently we're doing a project down here on Pat Avenue. Um, we had to get some large steel plates and you had to go cut them and then, and then recut them, um, ex kind of expound on like what that process was, like the thickness of the metal, what that's, it actually took to make that happen. That's some heavy crap. One inch thick, 40 pounds a square foot. And it was 10 by 40. There was some 10 by 40 and some eight by 40 and had to cut them up into road plates. That's the, the challenge of it is what kind of keeps you going and keeps you something different every day. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause you, I mean, you know, it's, it's one thing cutting, you know, just regular sheet metal for pipe racks or whatever, right. you know, but stuff like that where you have to have, you know, equipment to move it. Right. So like each cut, like how long was each cut taking you say when you were doing, um, I don't know, like say a, it wasn't too bad. It was about 20, 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It goes pretty, pretty impressive metal too. Kind of cavemanish cutting metal with fire, but it, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So you do anything from 
plumbing a plumbing a building to I mean mainly you specialize in a lot of gas pipe. Right now you've been working at where where are you working now? Nine mile. Nine mile restaurant. What's nine mile doing? They're they're putting a brewery in. Yeah. What have you been doing for that? Uh we there's a steam package boiler, sectional boiler, uh that me and me and Kane had built uh before COVID. And now we're doing me and Seth now we're doing the, the steam supply and condensate return and then the gas supply to it. Right. Um, so speaking of <clears throat> gas piping and stuff, um, I know when I first started here, maybe early on, you had <clears throat> one of a few of these experiences that you've had where you've actually had to um, work on a live gas line. So you had to work at the Biltmore Inn. Um, yes. And so explain that process. So what actually happened that caused you to have to go there? Like what, what started the events? Um, of overzealous maintenance department, I guess. So what did they do that they were trying to put the toilet paper dispenser back on the wall. And after five or six self tapping sheetrock screws, they finally got through the three inch gas line. <laughs> <laughs> so we, you know, we get a call for this. We, 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 of course, you know, knowing what it was, we send Jason out there to, to fix it. So what was the position you're in while you were trying to fix this? What were you sitting on while you were doing this? I was sitting on the toilet. <laughs> welding away. Um, and toilet so, welding. Yeah, toilet <laughs> welding. Yeah. And kind of explain how that works, like why that works, why it doesn't blow up, what happens in that, in that process. So as long as it's coming out, as long as you have positive pressure on it, um, that it's just going to burn. It's going to be like a grill flame, you know, because it's not, it's not roaring. It's not, you know, right. a, a, whole lot of, a whole lot of pressure on it. That's so just a little bit. And as long as, like I said, as long as it's burning out, you're okay. You, you can just, that I tigged and I started, you know, on the bottom side of the hole and I got a good puddle. Yeah. You know, it was only, you know, a, you know, eighth inch hole or whatever. And I just washed right over it. And it just shut off. Got got to put back together. And that's, that's something you're not, you, you've got to have years of experience to even attempt that kind of repair. Correct. Yeah. And, and knowledge of obviously of how gas works, what's right. going on there. Yeah, I did my first one. I did was Annie's Bakery, um, at the old Square D plant. Forever ago, that was with uh, Steve and Steve. It was it was a four inch line. Had to do a one inch tap on it to go over um, to to actual, the actual Annie's Bakery. Right. And it was the same way. The valve went and shut off, and I drilled a hole in it with a hole saw, and. As soon as I started, it was a flame, you know, six or eight inches high, and I went all the way around that weldlet, and it's wow. still burning. And then just capped it, yeah. over, okay. and went off, and screwed a valve in, <clears throat> and off you go. You're done. Yep. Um. So now you got a, now you got kids, all that kind of stuff. What What do you do outside of work? Like what 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 other funs do you what fun stuff do you do? Stuff with you kids. come back here on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, if, if you need something, if you need a, your truck bed that's rusting, you know, in half, put back on your truck. Jason's your guy. But yeah, um, when you're not working here, what do you do outside of work? I'd, 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 I like going to the lake. I I really do come up here. You know, I'm here. You do. But you like going to the lake every weekend. But it, but I enjoy it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's we, but, me and Jake get in all kinds of stuff. Me and Michael. It's different on the weekends around here, though, too, because if you're working on the weekend, you're you're kind of doing stuff at your pace, your leisure. There's not the, the hustle and the stress of the, of the normal work week. Right. And I mean, that's, that's I mean, one week and you got a new welder and you welded 
letters on all our buckets so they knew ours they were ours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yep. Michael welded an E instead of a three. <laughs> yeah, it's a three or E bucket. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean those weekend projects though, I mean but that's like I mean, you know, you're going back to kind of what you're talking about, that it, with working for T P Howard that kind of keeps you motivated because it's or keeps you here because it's like, you know, we work during the week, it can be a little stressful, but come the weekends, those projects are just kinda like hanging out hanging out, you know, just doing yeah. stuff that's not yeah. as stressful also on the weekends like we're still here i mean we're still here we're still playing we're still doing everything right it's kind of like a place we hang out yeah we'll go up there and shot in a rifle we drink we would drink beer and we we do about anything (laughs) chase cows yeah we do everything we're gonna chase more cows this weekend i mean (laughs) yeah it is one thing here so we do we have plenty we have plenty of cattle on, on property and um you know we uh we have uh a couple of uh bulls that we've had to uh chase around they're they're no longer here but uh, I know Jake can maybe tell us a story about that, like as far as corralling the corralling the cattle. What does so, that involve? How, how does how does that work besides organized chaos? We have a a functioning farm that's probably not the greatest functioning farm in the earth. So <laughs> we have to run them down to a certain place, and then we get them into a a kind of a corral outside of the barn, and then we'll end up running them all into the barn. And this last time we were going to try to get our big bull off because he'd kind of run his course on the on the farm and had all the calves you could have and so we were we were getting them up and getting them into the into the trailer and he was probably a 18 1900 pound bull and he's six foot vertical over on the josh and the gate and then out and then he jumped another fence and <laughs> went on out so he didn't really want to go up he ended up having to be darted before he could you know, before he could go but I mean, we have we have, right now we have a crazy little Guernsey cow that hopefully she gets up and <clears> gone <throat> soon. I mean, we all everybody that works here we play on the farm. We helped the neighbor lady out and and got got cows up for her so she could take them off to market. She has a little too many yep. cows. I mean, we we plump we farm on the weekends. Yep. Yeah, and so uh, you know other other things you do here, Jason. So like as far as your plumbing experience did you did you come here being a plumber or did you come here because you were looking to get in the career uh no it was i didn't know the first thing about plumbing okay um no i was i worked for a local mechanical contractor okay um that that was my background was pipe fitting and and mechanical and i got a call one day i was doing a civil fire department um me and another guy that was that job was kind of wrapping up but I got a call from my boss, then Ralph Kaiser, and he said, you need to pack your stuff up, take your welding truck, and be at Mookmore Park Hilton by like 2.30, 3 o'clock. You're going to see a guy named Pat Howard. I said, okay. We loaded up. We went up there, and there were some gas leaks in, in the bottom of the hotel. So we would work from, what, 6.30, 7 o'clock, about when we'd start. You guys would come in. You'd break the gas down uh, with nitrogen bottles. And you'd, you know, open up two ends and y'all would start blowing everything out. And we'd weld from, you know, about eight eight thirty in the evening to one thirty two o'clock in the morning. And then they'd button everything back up and get all the pilot lights lit up. We did that for three or four days in a row. I ended up fixing fifty five gas leaks. Oh wow! From one end to the other. And my partner, I don't know how many he fixed. He started it where the dryers are yeah and started working toward me and i started at the maintenance door and 
started toward him. Gas pop not done by us or anybody that we know. No. Right. <laughs> no, it was, it was an out-of-town company. But that whole job, you know, you remember the TVs going in the back door? Yeah. And then going right out the front door? <laughs> All the TVs for the rooms. They lost like 17 TVs when they set that hotel up. The, oh, only, wow. way, the only way that building didn't blow up is because they had a no-smoking policy. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it was. So that, yeah. so that was the first time you met Pat Howard? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I met Pat and Josh. There was a few others. I think Derek was there. Okay. Steve Batella. Steve Batella, yeah. yeah. Yep, he was there. So at the end of it, Pat said, you know, if you ever need anything, you know, you, you let me know. And he gave yeah. me his number. Uh, maybe two weeks went by. Yeah. And I, I really like weld pipe. Right. Um, and that's all the, you know, that's, that's the big mechanical jobs that we were doing before. The fire department that I was currently working on, it was just copper. You know, it was 2009. Yeah. It was pretty, the economy was, was kind of in the downturn. Yeah. Yep. And there was no big popping jobs coming up on the future. So I was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to give him a call. Don't lie. <laughs> <I'm not>. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I give him a call. Uh, I kind of hounded him for a little bit. Then he put me off on Josh. So I started mm-hmm. calling Josh. He told me to come on. Yeah. And shit, I think I worked two, maybe three weeks, and I didn't even know what I was making. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just, I but, just started. Yeah, yeah. But you knew the process. You, you were making stuff. You knew, the, you knew the process of what you were doing, though. So, Jason, in addition to you know being our welder, fabricator, special projects, I mean, if we need large copper, four-inch copper, six-inch copper brazed, he's our guy we call. Because he he can make it happen. He can do it under any condition, under any situation. Yep. So I know you worked at like some of our bigger commercial jobs, copper wise. As far as those go, like what are there any unique situations that you've been in with the with with copper, um, or something that's been like you real real? It's really cha- like the problem solving, the challenge of it was. Amber Hill, they uh, me and Joe had to braise six inch. Up in the ceiling, that was pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. you know the A thirty two tips. That's throwing a lot of heat. Yeah, and we had to go. He had to be. It was you know had to stay one hundred eighty degrees apart from each other. Yeah, he had to be on one side and I had to be on the other. Yeah, that was that that whole water line had to be braised. But that's where I learned how to weld copper too. Oh, and wow. the secret to welding copper. You ticked it, didn't you? Yeah, with helium as a shielding gas. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was that was pretty neat. But you know, I had a full stick of copper and, and I I tigged. Well, a coupling on one end, all the way down at the other end of the pipe, you could not touch it. Yeah, because you know, because that's that's one of copper's, you know, great properties. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it conducts it, heat. It draws heat big time. Yep, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great conductor yes, overall. Yep. Um, so I mean, we're um, as far as you know what you do here, and what would you say to somebody who may want to get into welding, fabricating? some of that the the younger generation like some of our apprentice age guys uh it's i i like it um you know everybody has always told me that it, it's hard on your eyes and stuff i had i got my first welder when i was 15 yeah uh, i was got it for christmas which i was a little bit bummed because i was due a rifle that year yeah yeah but i still got a welder i, I burnt I, I burnt through all the wire that it came with that evening my right. cousin had come over showed me how to do it and then after that, it was just, you know, it, it was on. It's opened up a lot of doors for me. Right. Um, it's it's really not a bad gig. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, especially if you don't like it, you know, I, you, you got to kind of be okay with getting burned because it's going to happen. Right. But other than that, well, it's not, I mean, from, you know, from what I know that you do here, it sounds like the, but real, I mean, the, the skill and the knowledge of the process is the foundation of it, but then you need to be super creative and willing just to adapt and take on any challenge. I mean, that's, that's what I see from you is like, you're willing just to figure it out. You, yeah. And it's, you know, it, it's, it, it's a lot like welding. You, you have to be comfortable with it yeah. and you have to do whatever it takes to get comfortable with it. I've, you know, Michael's got a bunch of pictures of me at the actual art museum yeah. welding the gas line. I had to get up on the rack like yeah. way down here and then crawl on the pipe. Yeah. You know, you, you have to get comfortable with it. Once you get comfortable with it, you, you can pretty much whoop anything. Yeah. You know, I don't like being beat by inanimate objects. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> nobody does. Nobody does. Um, thanks for being here today. Yep. Thanks Absolutely. for, uh, you know, sitting with us, talking with us. It's been fun. Yeah. Yep. That concludes today's, uh, full port podcast. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the full port podcast with Josh Howard and Nate Wyatt. Find us on social media like Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Just search TP Howard Plumbing. Make sure to click the follow button on the podcast and give it a five-star rating if you like what you hear. 